Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. Hey, everyone. It's Scott from Marty's Illegal Stick Hockey Podcast and the Zamboni Time Machine. If you want to create your own podcast, the best option to make that happen is Anchor. If you ever heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, and who doesn't like free? There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And what's up, fantasy hockey fans, and welcome to Into the Boards Fantasy Hockey Show. We're back. It's been a while, a good long while, actually over a year, I think, since we've yeah. actually done one of these shows. So uh, this is going to be really fun, and I got to tell you, I am so pumped to have a full season of fantasy hockey, finally. It was nice to have hockey last year, don't get me wrong, but uh, it was it was just a half season, and yeah, it just wasn't enough. So, Definitely. It's, it was tough last year, too, especially with the... Uh, COVID breaks and things like that and trying to keep players on your roster without being on COVID. Oh, my God. It was a pain. Just a nightmare. Just a nightmare. Well, before we get going, I'm Scott Kinville, and that other voice you hear is the co-host, the man of the hour. It's Mr. (laughs) Ben Skibbs Skibinski. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for having me on here. I'm glad to be back on the show. And again, hopefully we have a full season of hockey here ahead of us. We will have a just think positive. We will have a full season of hockey. Yes. Got to get the positive vibes out there. (laughs) That's right. That's right. All right, so before we get started, what this show is going to be is we're going to basically, we're going to go over the top 100 forwards available. We're going to go over the top 50 defensemen. We're going to go over the top 25 goaltenders. These are all according, these rankings are all according to NHL.com. Before we get started, though, we do want to let you know that Ben and I are both in a league, of course. Um, Ben just happened to win last year. Um, it, it was a half cup though, because I only played a half season. Oh, I, it looks like I got the full cup in my house though. I mean, I'm not sure about that. Well, I almost <laughs> cut it in half before I gave it to you. <laughs> uh, our league is a, is a standard Yahoo league. So we, at our position wise, we have two centers, two left wings, two right wings, four defensemen, two goalies and five bench spots. And we score with goals, assists, plus minus power play points, short handed goals, game-winning goals, shots on goals, hits. And then for the goalie categories, it's wins, goals against average, saves, save percentage, and shutouts. So, Ben, now that we're all seasoned fantasy hockey players here, (laughs) we know some of these categories, even though we all score the same, each one's worth a point, some of them are a little bit more important than others because some of those categories are kind of gravy, aren't they? Absolutely. And there's some categories you can depend on. Others, I mean – Goals and assists kind of waver as a player has his hot streaks throughout the season. And I found last year my recipe to success was to focus on shots on goals and hits. Yes, you did. 
and your uh, your guy who you hope is going to be back in the lineup soon enough uh really helped you out in that category yeah he was he was a big key brady kachuk was a very big key to that strategy last year and i hope he signs very soon brady if you're listening please just sign a contract <laughs> just do it just just sign just do it for ben <laughs> you're my fourth round pick last year come on yes and we do have one keeper pick that we can each keep each year and um but basically what way our keepers work is you surrender the round of the keepers pick from the year before so ben drafted to chuck last year in the fourth round ben does not get a fourth round in our pick this year so anyways what do you say ben should we start getting into these rankings absolutely i think so i've been i've been looking so forward to talking about this (laughs) so again this is all according to nhl.com so we're going to do the top 100 forwards and the way we're going to do everything is we're going to break everything down into groups of 10 palatable bites you don't want to put too much into your mouth at one time because you end up choking (laughs) which would be par for the course for the show but that's okay too (laughs) All right, so NHL.com says for forwards, the number one forward is, of course, Connor McDavid. What a shocker there. Right. I bet you almost fell off your chair when you were printing that work, didn't you? Number two is Leon Dreisaitl. Number three, Nate McKinnon. Number four, Nikita Kucherov. Number five, Austin Matthews. Number six, Artemi Panarin. Number seven, Brad Marchand. Number eight, Miko Ratnan. Number nine, David Pasternak. And number 10, Patrick Kane. Ben is there anybody who does not belong in that group? I don't think there's anybody who really doesn't belong in that group. I mean, especially when you're talking the top five or six, you can't really do much there. Mm-hmm. I would almost argue that Leon Dreisaitl is more valuable because he has dual positions. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he can help you fill your roster better than somebody who's a center only. Right, right. And you know what? That's something we didn't really talk about yet with forwards. That is so, that's such a great point. That multi-position eligibility is huge. Because there's so much more flexibility in your lineup as opposed to having one position. I mean, obviously, you're not going to skip over, uh, you know, Connor McDavid to get to, you know, Andre Svechkinov if you have right. one overall pick. Right. But, when it's, you know, when you're comparing apples to apples and you're trying to decide between two players, usually for me, it's the player that's got the multi-position eligibility Absolutely. that always wins out. Um, yeah, I mean, I got to agree with you on that one. Very solid top to bottom here oh yeah uh the only one and and you know i i hate to say this because every time you bet against him he's kind of one of those guys that just comes back and bites you but how much longer is it going to last with patrick kane being a top 10 i mean yeah. he's still a fantastic player of course he would be a top 15 at least um but with all the the young guns the uh the up-and-coming talent coming i, I just kind of wonder if this isn't the last year that we see kaner is a, is a top 10 pick Absolutely. I mean, I think he's definitely going to fall off. I mean, same thing with Ovechkin. He's going to continue to score goals, but it's obviously going to decline. It's just natural. I would venture to say I kind of be, value Miko Ratton a little bit more than Brad Marchand. I don't really like Boston anyways, but <laughs> with the talent Miko skates with and the amount of skill, not even just in the forward group, but on the entire team in Colorado, I really think it's a safer bet. But, I mean, really it's not. Yeah, not moving too much. I mean, you're still pretty close. No, it's really not. And you know, the, the thing too is like with Marchand, you will get shorthanded points out of him. That is very he good. Does, very he good is point. on the that's, penalty kill. That's and one of those categories. You get one of those, you yeah, probably it's like, got it for the week. It's the unicorn you know? category, yeah. right? Everybody wants it and they just you, you very yeah. rarely get it. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, I actually, you know, I'll tell you, I would have put Pasternak ahead of Marchand and Ratnan, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah. just because I'm kind of biased on that one because I just like David Pasternak. He really finished off strong last season, too. I mean, he started off last year a little bit gimped up, but he came back and actually somebody in our league made out very well because I think they grabbed yeah. him in the fourth or fifth round. Yeah, and she's keeping him. Yeah. Yeah. It was a solid play. I mean, it was. I, I had him lined up, too, and she just sniped it. Bang. 
but seems, you know, it seems to happen to you quite a I bit. Know, it does. It just is terrible. <laughs> it's almost like I have a bullseye. Just, you know, oh. but the, not only that, pasta has awesome Duncan commercials. Oh, but anyways, let's move on to the next group, shall we? Number 11 is Alex Ovechkin. Number 12, Jonathan Huberdeau. Number 13, Alexander Barkov, who just signed a nice contract yep. today. Number 14, Braden Point. Number 15, your man, Brady Tuchuk. Uh, Number 16, Mitch Marner. Number 17, Kirill Dollar Bill Kaprizov. <laughs> number 18, Mika Zibanejad. Number 19, Sebastian Ajo. And number 20, Andrei Svechnikov. What do we think about this pairing or this group? I think you got a lot of decent people in there. I mean, Kirill came up out of nowhere last year. He proved himself to be very, very good. And I'm glad he actually signed and stayed in the NHL. Brady, the position eligibility. Yeah, too. absolutely. Uh, Brady moved himself up. Like I said, I got him in a fourth round comfortably last year. I probably could have let him go a little bit further, uh, but he was part of my, my draft strategy. It's a solid group. Once again, like you really don't have many outliers. I really think don't belong there. I, I kind of question Zabanajed's ability to continue at where he's been projected at. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you like talk about Mitch Marner again. He's part of a fantastic team with good lines. Braden Point, same thing. Um, you got a lot of good options here. Aho is one of those players who's not going to overwhelm you, but he's consistent, right? I mean, he's not like Leon Drysaddle on my roster. When I had Drysaddle, it was just you know yeah. you're getting points dumped on you. Where Aho is going to give you points, but it's going to be very you know it's not going to be very noticeable. You're going to look past me like what the heck is he even doing? You're going to have to go back and check. But right, right. Um, I grabbed him first round last year, so it seems like maybe his his rankings that up. I don't know how he's going to go in the draft. Okay, yeah, that's that's fair. You know, for me, I got to tell you something. I don't, and, I, and you're not going to like this being a Caps fan, but I think I would take Braden Point over Alex Ovechkin at Absolutely. this point. I know Ovi hits. I know he gets a ton of shots on goal, and he probably is going to get his 25, 30 goals. But honestly, with with Braden Point, he's the number one center on a powerhouse offense yeah. in Tampa Bay. And he's got dual position eligibility because he's also got right wing eligibility. So, I mean, he's going to match Ovi in power play points. There's no Absolutely. doubt about it. And with all things being considered equal, you know darn well he's going to get more assists. Right. Absolutely. I mean, so, I, as a Cavs fan, I would, if I was looking at that second round and I had to pick anybody from there, it wouldn't be Alex Ovechkin. Right. Okay. So, I mean, he would probably be third or fourth on who I would pick out of that group. Yeah. Yeah. Just I mean, because, that's... like you said, he's declining and he's kind of one dimensional. One dimensional. He's going to get you shots on goal and he's going to get you goals. How good they're going to be, and you know the power play kind of stalled out last year. So I'm not so impressed. I'm not so convinced that the power play is going to really resurge because, for all intents and purposes, it looks the same in the preseason. Like they've done nothing to change it, nothing to change their looks. Just a couple different names in place, but right. No, that's a, that's a great point. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. Even though I will think, I will say that I think Mika Zibanejad will have a big year. And you want to know why? He's in a contract year, and he is going to want to get paid. There's no doubt. I just. I just feel like he's going to be so distracted by all the moves New York made and all the toughness mm-hmm. they're trying to bring to the table to try to prove something, and now they're in for the score. Yeah, that's that's you could know. very well happen too. I just always been kind of on the whole money talks and you know what walks train, but we'll see what happens. We will definitely see what happens. All right, let's move on to the next group. Number twenty-one, Matthew Tuchuk. Number twenty-two, Steven Stamkos. Number twenty-three, Mark Scheifele. Number twenty-four, Sidney Crosby. Number twenty-five, Patrice Bergeron. Number 26, Max, Max Pacioretty. Number 27, Elias Pedersen. Number 28, Alex Dabrinkit. Number 29, Gabe Landeskog. And number 30, Mark Stone. What do we think about this? I like this group because you have a lot of dual position players here, so you get a lot more flexibility out of it. 
Um, I love the fact that Matthew Kachuk's rated lower than Brady. Makes me happy because I'm not a big <laughs> Matthew Kachuk fan. I love Brady. I love Brady's game. I don't like Matthew. Uh, Stamkos, he's one of those guys. I feel like he's getting more to where he's suited for at his age. Uh, he's injury prone. You got to be careful drafting him and relying on him for too much. The rest of the list, again, you got a lot of older folks in here mixing with some of the, you know, it's kind of one end of the, you know, scale of the other here. There's no real in-betweens. But, I mean, Elias Peterson, same thing with him. I love the kid, but he doesn't seem to stay healthy for very long. As you've seen, Damn. I've seen, we both had the experience, oh, yes. unfortunately. Yeah, he was my first on, round pick on. last year. Yeah, mm. When he's yeah. going, he's going, but he just seems to you know, get nicked up because, again, I think it's one of those teams that doesn't have a presence out there to protect a young guy like right. Elias because what are they going to do? Yeah. No, you know, that's, he's that's playing valid. in a fairly heavy division. They got rivals up there that take a lot of hits at him, and they know how to stop him. Yeah, that's 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 a valid point. You know, I'll tell you, for me, this is we're starting to get into the overrated bunch. To be perfectly honest with you, I mean, I, I just don't know about Steven Stamkos at number twenty-two, no. and it's no disrespect to Stammer, but how often? When's the last time he played through a, an entire season? Exactly for starters, and there's exactly. so many mouths to feed that in Tampa Bay. And again, I know I just got done saying. Well, I'm picking Brayton Point over Alex Ovechkin, but the fact is Stamkos is kind of on the way down, whereas Point's Absolutely. on the way up. And he's getting the minutes. He's getting power play. He's getting penalty kill. He's getting pretty much everything. He's out there doing every single thing on the ice. So, again, you run that chance of getting a unicorn. Yeah. Uh, getting a shorthanded goal for him. And it's just another opportunity for him to put hits out there, put shots out there. Just any opportunity is worth it. Right. And, I, and I'll tell you, you know, and no disrespect to Sidney Crosby, but I don't no he's gonna miss the ball we're gonna say through the end of october anyway and i know that doesn't seem all that long in the grand scheme of things but it's still time that you have got to accommodate for right uh patrice bergeron he's gonna be 37 years old this year yeah how much longer is this gonna last with the perfection line and i and again it goes right back to that every time i bet against them they blow up right it's just (sighs) But at some point, Father Time always Absolutely. wins, right? I mean, it's the same thing you talk about Ovechkin. It's, you know, three-quarters of the Caps roster you talk about. I mean, right, It's right. going to play out, and you see it playing out. You see Baxter missing time. You see, and it's not like he's not missing time because he's got a severe injury. It's just because they don't want to bring him back too too early, and he can't bounce back quick. He's got he's to sit out and wait and wait and wait. Exactly. And it's just, like you said, I mean, there's other options out there. Uh Especially if you're doing this, pay attention to up and coming players like somebody in our league did with uh, Mr. Kaprizov. Hmm. Yeah. Refused to trade to me early in the year. Very, very rude. But at least it did not cost you the championship. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Correct. But it got him a darn good keeper. Yes, that's was true. That 12th round pick, I think that yeah, was. Yeah, something like that. It was ridiculous. That was a good play by him, though. He, it was. He put ridiculous. the work in and he made the risk in, or took the risk. In. Well, he it didn't paid put off. too much work in because he's drafted number three overall, but that's okay. <laughs> Wow, that was rude. Hey, ruthless, man. That it's was Come rude. on. It's the season's almost here. We got to get ruthless, right? Uh, just one other side note, too, between the two Vegas Golden Knights, they got Pacioretty at 26, Stone at number 30. I would probably flip flop that a little bit. I know Pacioretty takes a ton of shots on goal, but Stone's covers more categories for me because yeah. with Pacioretty, it's goals and shots on goal and power play points to an extent as well, whereas Stone covers everything. Yeah, it's now. But I guess that's kind of splitting hairs, really. The best bet's just not to bet on Vegas. I mean, that's a good point, right Vegas. there. Yes, just stay stay away from the roulette wheel. Good call. I, absolutely. I like I like the way you think. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, number thirty-one, Kyle Connor. Number thirty-two, Nick Ehlers. Number thirty-three, Jake Gunsel. Number thirty-four, John Tavares. Number thirty-five, Anze Kopitar. 
Number 36, Johnny Goudreau. Number 37, JT Miller. Number 38, Willie Nylander. Number 39, Brock Besser. And number 40, Evgeny Kuznetsov. Yeah, I'm kind of seeing some names jumping right off I'm the gonna list, come, that... I'm going to come right out and say Kuznetsov shouldn't be in that group that high. He should be down a little further because, again, since the 2018 playoff run, he's done absolutely nothing besides be a liability to the roster and be a distraction to the team. Same thing with Samsung off when we get to him. Uh, yep. And I, that's just off the top of it. I mean, it, you have some good names in there once again. I like Kyle O'Connor's game. Yes. He's, I honestly feel like he's an underrated player through and through. A lot of people write him off. He doesn't get the big name recognition, but he's it's a, a big consistent 30 goal score. You know, how do you, how do you go wrong with that? There's no doubt about it. I mean, looking at this, John Tavares also, I mean, and, and again, great player, but ever since he's gone to Toronto, absolutely, he's he, kind of fallen off of that. Yeah. I, and I don't know if, you know, at this point, you're talking about getting into a third or fourth round pick. I don't know if I'm investing that in him. And now you're talking, I mean, we're just looking at forwards here. So we're estimating this is right. a fourth round pick. But now you're talking defensemen, goalies in the mix, too. I mean, exactly. That's going to push these guys down. And I would honestly, if I was picking somebody from Toronto in this round, it'd be Willie Nylander. He's bit me in the butt before, so I don't know if that's a good pick. But, I mean, I I like to prefer the youth because they may be less seasoned, but they get a little bit more creative in this day and age in NHL. I mean, in the regular yeah. season, that's where it is. It's speed and creativity. When you get to Absolutely. the playoffs, you want that. You, you know, want the grind. Exactly. But Absolutely. No, I, I totally agree. And, you know, it's just interesting. I did not realize this until I looked at this list, that uh, Johnny Goudreau is now both wings eligible. Yeah. And keep in mind, he's in a contract here. It's always that, you know, there should be like a little dollar sign next. Right. Because you ever notice that? And it's not just hockey. It's all sports. Right. These guys can like bob along, be okay, be good, but not great. Right. And then they get to their contract year. And yep. all of a sudden they turn into Wayne Gretzky. Absolutely. And they, and they get, get a huge contract. And then go Jeff right back Skinner. to being. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. exactly. <laughs> yes. As if we need to throw any more salt in the Buffalo. Right. <laughs> And yes, I do agree with you on Kuznetsov. I think yeah, that's, he's, that's definitely a, a he's got to prove himself. I mean, if you can get him later in the draft, yeah, and you want to take a risk on somebody or have a little bit of trade bait for somebody in your league who doesn't pay too much and just sees a name recognition and realizes, oh, it's Kuznetsov. He beat Pittsburgh in 2018. Right, right. And but other than that, well, I mean, you know, that's and that's the whole thing too. I mean, you or that he's one of those guys where if he goes like on a hot streak, oh yeah, trade him. Absolutely, if you got somebody Absolutely. who's willing to take him. Do it. I mean, the NHL, realistically, they should just let him do cocaine again because I think that helped him out. You know what I mean? Just just let him do it. He didn't hurt anybody. You know, he's just partying a little bit. Well, you know, it's, it is what it is, I guess. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, number 41, Sam Bennett. Number 42, Sam Reinhardt. Her Florida Panthers right there. Yeah. Number 43, Ryan O'Reilly. Number 44, Matt Barzell. Number 45, Jack Hughes. Number 46, Rupe Hintz. Number 47, Jason Robertson. Number 48, your boy, TJ Oshie. Number 49, Andres Pilat. And number 50, Joe Pavelski. This is an interesting group, too. Yeah. Some, uh, I, you know, there's, for me, it's just kind of like, what's that? That circle can't fit where the square should be. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Sam Bennett, 41. I like his I, game, but I don't think he's, yeah, you I know mean, what I mean? I get it. He's a, he's a category guy. I think he's going to cover them all for you. Sam Reinhardt to me is criminally underrated on this list. Right. I mean, he's a he if anybody deserves to be up in the like the, the third grouping, it would be him. Right. You know, and I think the same could be said for Matt Barzell. Absolutely. He's another one I kind of see 
like Sebastian Ajo. He's not going to blow up your categories. He's not going to be like, holy cow, look at this guy go. Right. He's not the dry silers McDavid, but he's going to continually put out production for you and get you points. Right. And that's what he's going to do. And again, it's going to be very unnoticeable. And the Islanders traditionally don't score a lot of goals because Trot's right. very focused on defense. Well, um, gets them the wins. I mean, that's right. <laughs> but it's a fantasy killer, you know? Absolutely, it is. I mean, if, if you got their goalie, absolutely. I mean, good for you. Oh yeah, you definitely. Know, but... Either or, either really, Sorokin or Volamov. I mean, if you're going to spend high, I mean, we'll get to the goalies in a little bit. But if you're going to spend high draft picks, oh yeah, there it is, right there. Oh, God, if you got that pair, oh, <laughs> oh man, you might not score too many points no. in fantasy on, no. on the offensive end, just like the Islanders. Well, but like you said, you break those categories down, and if you win one or two offensive categories, you win all goalie. You win. You win. Yeah, exactly. That's that's where you got to focus, and you got to. You really got something to go for. You can't. And you got to do your homework. Oh yeah. I mean, there's 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 gems to be drafted in the later rounds. There's no oh, doubt about it. You know, um, Joe Pavelski. I mean, he came in clutch for me last year. Yeah, I picked him up off the waiver wire, but yeah, he's another one. He's getting up there in age, and he's showing his colors of getting hurt. And it's he's a hell of a player. Right. And again, Dallas has a bit of talent and younger talent that's going to be above him usually in the just like start. Jason Robertson, right. Just like Jason Robertson. You know, last year, didn't have Sagan in the lineup, so that helped out, too, because Pavelski got even more looks, more power play time, so he got a exactly. lot more opportunity, which, like I said, he was game. a big reason I won a championship is because of him off the waiver wire because he produced constantly good power play points. Right. Uh, I had him teamed up, too, with Miro Heiskanen, so I was getting double the power play points when they're both on the ice, yep. usually. And yeah. same thing, Oshie. I mean, if you can get him late round, and if he can keep doing what he was doing last year, it's a hell of a pickup, but... A lot of people like to jump on him too early because they still think he's young. Well, they still think that they're the shootouts count in fantasy. Exactly. <laughs> By the way, they don't, just in case anybody. Right. Know. <laughs> I like there's some good young names in there too. I mean, Jack Hughes is up and coming. And you know, like you said, New Jersey really loaded up this year. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be, like I, you said, they're going to be. I think they're going to be better than people think. Yeah. I, which, I really think that. Which is going to up his fantasy value because obviously if they do better, they're going to score more and he's going to get more opportunity and he's going to get better runs because he's going to be feeling good out there. Right, exactly. Uh, Rupe Hints was great for me last year when he played. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was like yeah, every other that. game he was out of the lineup. Uh-huh. It was just – and you know what? Dallas would like wait right until the very end. Yep. And they play in the central time zone, whereas we're in the east, so it would be like a killer because they're like, oh, really, guys? Yep. Really? You know, but – uh, looking at this, Andres Palat, he uh, he's up there simply because he's in Tampa's top six. Yeah, uh, he's not going to score a ton of goals for you. So if you take Palat, don't expect that. Uh, he will cover. Uh, he's, he actually gets some decent shots on goal, not a lot, but he'll get one or two a game. Uh, he kills penalties and he hits, and he's great on the plus minus. So right, that's what you're looking at with Palat. Absolutely. Uh, again, the benefit of being in a Tampa Bay top six. Moving right along, number 51, Nicholas Backstrom. Number 52, Sean Couturier. Number 53, Vladimir Tarasenko. Number 54, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Number 55, Tyler Toffoli. Number 56, Cole Caulfield. Number 57, Martin Nakas. Number 58, Elias Lindholm. Number 59, Nick Suzuki. And number 60, Anthony Mantha. Hmm. Hmm. I'll tell you who I like on that list. I loved having Sean Couturier on my team when he played. Yeah. Absolutely it's... solid number one center for Philadelphia. There's no doubt about it. Um, and, and he's one of those guys who can do everything. Um, they're expecting big things from uh, Martin Nakis down in Carolina. Whether it happens or not, we'll see. Um, 
he's going to have to get consistent top six minutes right. for it to happen. Last year, he was living a lot on the power play. Um, I'll tell you, I, I've had Lindholm on my team for the past three years, and every year, the guy just produces. You don't notice him because exactly. he's not flashy. Exactly. He's not, but if you need that assist, all of a sudden you see, whoop, pops up as an assist for, for Lindholm. Um, the Toffoli-Caulfield combo is very interesting. Being a Kings fan, I can tell you just how great it can be to have Tyler Toffoli on your team right. and just how stinking aggravating it can be to have Tyler Toffoli on your team because he'll score 10 goals in three games, right? And then he'll go 15 games without getting a point. Right. He's very so hot cold on that. You're yeah. really at the mercy. No, There's no doubt about it. Um, let's talk about your caps for a second. Nick's, Nick Backstrom, how, how long is he going to be out? Again, they're, they're just keeping him out precautionary right now i mean he really has made great progress he was injured at the end of last year through the playoffs so this has been going on for a while i don't hold much hope out for it because again every cap we've passed so far is is aged i mean kuznetsov still he's about 30 now right 29 30 years old so i just feel like a lot of these guys if you're taking a chance on nick backstrom it's got to be very educated and it's got to be calculated and you got to have backup plans in place but I would pass, honestly. You got a lot of other centers on this list who, like you mentioned, you know, they're healthy, they're young. Right. You know what I mean? And it's. And that, you know what? Centers are a diamond a dozen. Exactly. In fantasy hockey. Exactly. They're all over the place. You want to make sure you get your wing covered first because, like you said, you, you can get good centers off the waiver wire after the draft. Exactly. And there's usually, and they're usually if you there. Got somebody stalling out, you can make a move at some point for a center and right. you're going to be okay. I mean, you can't say the same thing for wingers or goalies. Or defensemen, really. True. I mean, the, you, you the good can... defensemen usually, yeah, right. The, I mean, the ones that are going to produce a lot of points, right? Exactly. Are, you know, where where you can get the real deals on on defensemen is the ones that are going to throw a lot of hits. Exactly. That's where that's the spot. Honestly, that's one of the spots that I like to use to like boost up those what I like to call auxiliary categories: hits, shots yep. on goal, stuff like that. You're not going to expect a ton of goals or assists no, out of your defensemen. Absolutely not. But if you got one that's throwing three, four hits a game. Or if you maybe get one of those maniacs that just likes to shoot from the point all the time. Right. Oh, it still counts as a shot on goal. Absolutely. And speaking of shots on goal, uh, Anthony Mantha, where does he fit in with the Caps this year? I know. <laughs> it's a sore subject. <laughs> oh, I understand. I, I understand. I honestly, <laughs> from everything in the preseason so far, I mean, besides his uh, overtime game winner against Boston, he's really been a non-factor. Which again was what I felt last year. He came in and got two or three goals off the bat, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, this guy! He finally got out of Detroit. He's going to be great." And then he shut down. He did absolutely nothing in the playoffs. Like I would honestly put a traffic cone on the ice during the playoffs instead of Anthony Manta. <laughs> but I'm a big Verona lover, so I was really bitter when I saw Verona finally get traded. Even though I wish he got traded because I wanted him to actually have an opportunity, right? Which I knew he was not going to get in Washington. But I just don't know where Manta is going to actually show up to play because you know he touts himself he's touted as a big body who's going to play the you know the caps game of grinding people down right hitting hard but i really didn't see much of that last year you know he had one fight that i remember i mean he wasn't overwhelmingly spectacular and he wasn't overwhelmingly great in front of the net from what i saw defensively he was a liability and i was mad because we lost a lot of speed and brownness we lost that ability to put somebody out there to change the caps aspect where okay, this guy's not going to grind you down, but we're going to stretch past him. He's going to get behind your D because your D is not going to be ready for the speed and he's going to open the game up and he's going to change it. So every time he comes on the ice, you're going to be ready, for, you know, try to get ready right. for him. And that opens the game up for the grinders too. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. 
Um, it's it's going to be a, a real learning year because he really didn't have much time at the end of last year when he finally got traded in the playoffs. I mean, the whole Caps roster looked like crap in the playoffs. So I really think you got to feel him out this year. I mean, I feel like he's going to get you some hits and shots. We'll see where it shakes out when they get to the regular season where he ends up on a power play unit. Um, right. Well, but. I'll tell you what, as far as the Cavs go, I would love to see Connor McMichael or Hendricks left here to make the team. That would be really cool to see. It's looking like Hendricks has got to step up so far. Yeah. Like I kid looks like he's, he looks like the real deal. Absolutely. I mean, he was a great I mean, I was a little skeptical when they dropped him up to tra- draft him, but yeah, so sometimes, far it's panned out. Sometimes you, know? you gotta throw those darts though. You know, I'm just concerned, you know, I know he's had a little bit of injury history, so I don't know if giving him a little bit of time to fill out is going to be better than putting up this year. And then maybe putting McMichael in who's had a little bit more experience mm-hmm. to grow his body. And I think it's gonna be a, a tough year for the Capitals. So. Well, he, I'll tell you what, one of those guys is going to have it, you know, hard. Right. No, I, I think, he, I think he, he was a really good pick and I think he's going to do something for you guys, but I'll tell you what, speaking of injuries, this is going to be the fun group right here. We might as well call this the ambulance group. (laughs) (laughs) Number 61, Blake Wheeler. Number 62, Zach Hyman. Number 63, Tom Wilson. Number 64, David Perron. Number 65, Jack Eichel. Number 66, Patrick Hornquist. Number 67, Kevin Fiala. Number 68, Braden Shen. Number 69, Tyler Sagan. And number 70, Brian Rust. Okay, let's just get it out of the way. Me, personally, I'm looking at this going, what on earth is Jack Eichel doing at number 65? Unless you're playing in a keeper or a dynasty league. Absolutely. That is the only reason he should be there right now. Because I'll tell you what, I am not using a sixth or seventh round pick on a guy who's probably not going to play this year. No. Probably not. Who knows what he's going to come back as? Because missing a year of hockey is a long time to be off the ice. Uh, You know what I mean? He's been through a lot mentally and emotionally in Buffalo, what he's going through. Yep. That's going to take a toll on him, and it's, it's going to kill his love a little bit, and who knows how he comes back. Right. You don't know what kind of guy you're going to get out of it afterwards. And, I mean, if you want to tank for the year, send it. Get get him get him sixth right. round. Tank your team out. Get that high draft pick, and then keep Jack Eichel as your uh, keeper. I'll tell <laughs> well, you what, it's still <laughs> – To me, it's still not even worth it. I mean, uh, if by some reason he was available like the 15th or the 16th. Right. All right. Can we take a chance, put him on IR, and – hope for the best right but right yeah i, I looked at that i went what what is this uh you know another one that uh is coming back from a major injury is uh tyler sagan yeah so so far so good he looks pretty good in the preseason i'll tell you if he can hold up he could be a value pick for somebody somewhere absolutely could. and not only that again big flashing neon lights dual position eligibility yeah dual position eligibility right so that in itself could be a steal right there. Another guy I like on this list is, uh, believe it or not, the guy just keeps hanging around, Patrick Hornquist. He gets you goals, he gets you power play, right? The power play points, and he gets you hits. No, it's the it's, guy's a hitting yeah. maniac, kind of like Tom Wilson. Well, <laughs> Wilson really's dialed it down a lot. I uh, mean, yeah, he's not really he's, blowing that category up. I I sniped him last year off of you. Yep. After his suspension, and really it was he underwhelming. Didn't, he didn't do much. No, because he's he's playing. I'm not gonna say playing scared, but he's playing reserved. Yeah. He he knows the league's watching him, and you know some hits deservingly so. Other hits, yeah, it's a name call. But if you can get him later rounds, absolutely take him. I mean, you just hope that he makes it through with all this nonsense going on, and. uh he stays in the game all year. <laughs> yep. Yeah, definitely. 
I, I think, like Zach Hyman up there though. I, I, if you can get him, I, I really like Zach Hyman on my roster last year. I was really bummed when he went down because he was driving the Toronto roster. He was yeah. playing everywhere, was getting points, getting hits. He was scrappy as hack. He was doing the stuff nobody wanted to do, and it showed. And the coach played him everywhere he's on the roster he could. Right, absolutely. Now it remains to be seen is whether he's going to play on the first first line or not. I know, I know that's what they brought him in for. Right, but we've seen this song before, right? Edmonton signed Milan Lucic to a huge contract. Remember that? To play with Connor McDavid. It turned out he was too slow. Yeah. Thing about thing about playing with Connor McDavid is you gotta have some wheels to stay with him. Absolutely. And I'm not saying Zach Hyman's a slouch, but if it's not working out, they're not gonna hesitate to move him down the lineup. Right. Even though he's gonna get to your category coverage. I'll tell you the one that I like out of this is Brian Rust. He's just one of those guys, flies under the radar, you know, doesn't make too much noise. But every time you need a goal, Brian Rust pops up. Right. Every time you need, you know, an assist, anything you need, it just seems like his name is in the middle of it. And I'll tell you, with all the injuries in Pittsburgh, he's going to get a lot of playing time. Right. You know, especially in the beginning. So he's another one. If you can get him in the lower to the mid rounds, definitely scoop him up. And he's dual position eligible. Once again, moving right along. Number 71, Dominic Kubalik. Number 72, Philip Forsberg. Number 73, Pavel Buchnevich. Number 74, Alexander Radulov. Number 75, Alexei Lafreniere. Number 76, Vincent Trocek. Number 77, Bo Horvat. Number 8, or 78, sorry, Tavo Tervinen. Number 79, Taylor Hall. And number 80, Kirby Doc. What are we thinking? You get some talent up here. I mean, I really think Pavel Buchnevich is going to have a decent year. I think he's going to come out playing determined after what happened with New York. Mm-hmm. I liked him there as much as I don't like the Rangers. I really thought he was a good player, and I think it was a big mistake to move him. But fantasy-wise, I think he's going to do decent. He's going to have a little less firepower than he had in New York with him, but it may be good for him to have a little bit more of a chance to shine, a little bit more opportunity. Um, Forsberg kind of always underwhelms me. I've tried him before. I've got him you know, decent places in the draft. He really doesn't do much. He just gets hurt a lot. Yeah, I mean. Even though he's in a contract here, I think, and he's not happy in Nashville. They were, he was not happy with that Arvidsson trade. No, him and Arvidsson are, are, are buddies, you know. And he really was not happy. So Phil Forsberg might be one of those guys you want to think about because it would not surprise me one bit, especially if Nashville's out of it, to see him get moved at the trade deadline. Right. I think Kirby Doc's going to be somebody who you should keep an eye on because obviously he had that pretty gross injury last year. Yeah. And, uh, Poor kid too. I mean, he's, he's got talent. He was lighting I mean, it up. He could be, you know, a, a nice pick like a pre-soft where you pick him up later on and he's your keeper for the next year. Right. You know what I mean? And he's also going to be on a roster that's kind of short on some talent. He's got some good role models there to learn from that are aging. Yeah. And, you know, if Chicago's out of the mix, maybe they let him fly a little higher on the roster just to give him some experience. And yeah, that's, that's I, I, I think he's going to be fun to watch. I mean, Taylor Hall, I wasn't overwhelmingly impressed, but he is playing with a lot of talent in Boston. Even though their second line is kind of a mess of center yeah. right now with, with Krejci leaving. Uh, right now, Charlie Coyle is their second line center. Good for them. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm uh, glad to see things work out for them, though. <laughs> Makes me happy. <laughs> I think Tara Biden could be a value pick. Uh, yeah. I really do. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. I see Bo Horvat at 77. Bo Horvat is one of those guys you absolutely want on your real life team because right. he is a hell of a hockey player. It's just fantasy wise. Absolutely. Uh, kind of. You know, he's not bad to fill – if you got injuries, right, because that's what happened to me last year. I ended up bringing him in, 
after it was obvious Pedersen wasn't coming back. Right. So I'm like, well, I got to have somebody. I'm sinking like the Titanic out here in the middle of the North <laughs> Sea. Uh, you know, again, like I said, absolute beast of a real life hockey player. Fantasy wise, I don't know if I'd take him at 77. All right. Number 81, Victor Arvidsson. Number 82, Brendan Gallagher. Number 83, Dylan Larkin. Number 84, Connor Garland. Number 85, Trevor Zegras. Number 86, Evgeny Malkin. Number 87, Andre Burakowski, your guy. Yeah. Number 88, Drake Batherson. Number 89, Patrick oh. Line. And number 90, Carter Verhage. Really pains me to say that my first year in fantasy hockey, Patrick Line was my first round pick. <laughs> I know, I remember right. that. He was my first round pick, and he absolutely stunk. I'm sorry. I, I got you know what? I'll give you credit, that... though. You hung in there. You didn't quit. Yeah. It was the overseas game he played. He yes. scored five goals or something ridiculous. I'm like, oh, my God, I hit the lottery with this yeah. guy. I know, because what you texted a... me about it about oh. 20 times that day. I oh. remember, so. He let me down so freaking hard. <laughs> no, there's, uh, there's, there's actually... some shocks here. Though. Like, Dylan Larkin. Yeah. You know, like. It's a little bit of a risk, but you know why he's a, he's this high because he's the number one center in Detroit. Yeah, so he's going to get playing time. He's going to get power play time. Uh, so I would venture to guess that's why Connor Garland. We're going to see how he fits in in Vancouver. He's, right. he's a hell of a player, but I'll tell you the one that really stands out to me, and I hate to say this, but it's Trevor Zegers. Yeah, Trevor Zegers, man. If you can get him in the mid rounds, do it. Uh, dual position eligibility. Once again, there yeah. it is center left wing. Um, this kid's the real deal. He, uh, he is ready for the NHL. There's no doubt in my mind. And he's got a creative mind like you couldn't imagine out on the ice. Yeah. Um, another one too. And he's probably going to drop because a lot of people don't really know about him. Uh, Drake Batherson. Yeah. And goal scoring machine. Right. I really think Ottawa is going to be something exciting to watch. They're not going to be in the mix to win the cup, obviously, but they got a lot of young guys out there who are eager and they're going to pull hard and improve. They do. You know, and, and they're you know, growing every single year. And yeah. this is the point where they're going to take leaps and bounds between their years. Absolutely. And they got a good leader. If they can sign them, Brady Kachuk again, if you're listening, please just sign the contract. <laughs> um, I think Burkowski is a great pick. I, I favor him. He's a former capital, obviously, sure. but he's just one of those guys where he's again, he's not going to overwhelm you with points. He's not going to overwhelm you with shots. But he kind of comes up in some clutch situations, and he plays on a very good roster. Sure, uh, he gets decent power play time on the second unit. If Kadri could ever keep himself, you know, in the mix and actually be a good second line center for him, or even third line where sometimes Burakovsky ends up. I mean, I've liked his game. I was mad when he left. I knew they obviously had to make space. And I was glad they kept around over Burakovsky, but right, right. Again, if you can get him later in rounds. He's good. And again, dual position. He's left wing, right wing. So you want to make sure you're balancing out. Don't get everybody who's just center left wing. Right. That's the other thing. Kind too. of kind of watch what you're doing. Get center right wing, center left wing, left wing, right wing. So you have a little bit more play in what you can do. Yeah, um, generally, the way it works is you want to have like at least three center, three left wing, three right wing. And yeah. then you can kind of, you know, mix and match. I like to run three goalies. Yeah. Some guys like to run the bare minimum of two, but I think it's risky because. It goes on starts. You got to get your starts in, depending on how many starts your league requires. Yep. You want to know because if you don't make it, you could have three shutouts. And if you require five starts, right, your points don't count. Exactly. And you lost those categories and they could win with garbage. Exactly. So uh, I like to run three goalies. I run minimal defenseman because, like you said, you're not going to get a huge amount of points. So I'll pick guys I know they're going to give me hits or shots. I'm not looking at assists or goals when I look at defensemen because it's, it's really not a consistent trait unless you're talking your you know, top 10 defensemen in the league. Right. 
Right. And nine, I mean, those guys are going to go so quick that unless you make a jump on them, you're not going to have them. So, right. No, that's a, that's a fantastic point. It, it really is. Um, but again, I would say definitely out of that group, Trevor Zegers is the guy. Number 91, Tim Stutzel. I like saying that name. I Stutzla. love, I want him just because of our name. Like, know, right? and, and the kid's so happy. <laughs> I know, right? Like, it's like a just a little well, kid. Well, you be if you were 19 yeah. in the NHL? I'd be thrilled. Are you kidding me? <laughs> number 92, Jonathan Taze. Number 93, William Carlson. Number 94, Ryan Strom. Number 95, Jimmy Ben. Number 96, Jonathan Marcheseau. Number 97, Josh Norris. Number 98, Jordan Eberle. Number 99, Anders Lee. And number 100, Oliver Bjorkstrand. Two names are jumping at me on this one. Jonathan Taze and Anders Lee. Anders yeah. Lee was having a fantastic year. Absolutely. Until he was. got hurt. He is the Islanders' goal scorer. There is no doubt about it. And he plays with Matt Barzell, so you know he's right. going to get set up. Right. Um, their talk out of Chicago that Jonathan Taze was absolutely fantastic. Really? Whatever the issues were last year are gone. And uh, you got to figure with somebody with uh, Taze's competitive mentality, he's going to come back looking. You sound pretty uh, hot to try on that one. What round do you plan on drafting him in? Taze? I don't just know. Just so I can jump around or two ahead of you and just take him out. Oh, I was planning on taking him in the sixth <laughs> round. So you better you better get on him. Uh, uh, <laughs> anybody jumping out for you? Oh, I, I'm I'm a fan of the young guns now. Like I really like to give them an opportunity again. If you can get Stutz a little late in the round, and you can you know plan on having him for a keeper, not a bad pick. Uh, we'll see how he matures this year and how he progresses. But like you mentioned, I mean you got Jonathan Taze, who's very well proven. Yep. So he might regress a little bit from his younger self, but overall, I mean he's gonna get points as long as he stays healthy. Um. Other than that, no, I mean, Bjorkstrand, actually, I played him a little bit at the end of the last year. I got him off the waiver wire, and he came in pretty clutch because he had some – he had a little bit of a streak towards the end of the year. And sure. he helped me out a bit because I was lacking in some categories, and I took a risk on him because he, he got hot all of a sudden, and he wasn't always scoring the goals, but he was feeling confidence, so he was ripping shots every chance he got, which is fantastic for my category. So Yeah, definitely. Um, some of those guys, I mean, even if you don't make them in the draft, take note of them because, again, the waiver wire, you're not going to win the year – without making moves on the wire. Um, I'm not huge on trading so far just because I feel like I got to give up too much to get what I want. <laughs> so what do you mean? You don't like to give to get? No, I don't. I want to, <laughs> I just want to take. Um, so I really make my living on the waiver wire and I spend a lot of time there and I'm always watching who's dropping, who, who's coming up, things of that nature, just because you got to keep the game plan going. If you can't be afraid, even if it's somebody who's on your team, your favorite player, if they're not producing, get them off the roster. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to say drop Connor McDavid if he goes on a little bit of a, a down spell, but no. But if you got a peripheral, you got to you got to keep it. Yeah, you know you can't be playing favorites out there when you're trying to win a league. I mean, it's just not going to work. Well, and, you know, especially if you're playing in like an eight or I mean, we play in a twelve team league. But right, if you're playing in like an eight or oh, a ten. Yeah. The talent that's out on the wire Absolutely. is unbelievable. And so, those are, you know, you get an eight team league. Oh man, you got chances to make goalie moves on a wire. <laughs> oh player. yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's like Christmas every day I, out there. You I know? get scrambled. I wasted half my waiver picks on freaking goalies trying to find a third goaltender just because, you know, with the COVID going on, Vancouver got shut down. So I was losing Demco starts. I picked Braden Holpe. I'm embarrassed to say that, but uh, <laughs> I had Braden Holpe last year for a little while. <laughs> that was a mistake. Well, you know, these things happen from time to time, Ben. What can I tell you? <laughs> so I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball before we move on to the defenseman. Okay. Okay. 
We did the 100, top 100. Who on this list that, well, that's not in the top 100 would you maybe think about? There's names out there like uh, Joel Farabee, Oliver Wallstrom, Dennis Gurionov had a very strong showing last Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Vancouver's talking about Vasily Pagolzin like crazy. Uh, Anthony Bavillier will get you a goal when Josh Anderson is a category yeah. monster. Uh, anybody else that you can think of off the top of your head? Or well, like you just mentioned, like I was a big fan of Anderson last year. He did really good for me. He cooled off on it. He started out hot with scoring. Mm-hmm. He couldn't maintain that, but he was getting the hits. He's throwing big hits. Um, and Montreal was playing decent for most of the season. Who else we got on there? Oh, I'll tell you, I added, I like Wallstrom because I think he's going to get every opportunity in the world to be that goal scorer that the Islanders desperately need. I, I really do. Um, it would not surprise me actually because now that Everly's gone, if he wound up playing with Barzal a lot, because they're they're going to want to get they want a goal scorer. Right, they have to have a goal scorer, and that's what Wallstrom was drafted a few years ago to do. Uh, another one that I like. And he could be a real late keeper round steal is Marco Rossi. Did not play last year because he had a lot of complications with COVID. Right. But again, reports are coming out that that's all a thing of the past. The guy looks fantastic. And he was considered by many in his draft class to be a, a top three pick. You know, he fell to nine because that, that class was just ridiculously deep. But I'm telling you right now, if he's available at 16 and you're in a keeper league, you might want to take a what's, flyer on him. What's the injury on Yanni Gord? I'm not uh Johnny Gord has a shoulder injury that he's going to be out through November. Uh, so like he could be a good. Like, well, you get him Seattle, off the waiver wire. Seattle him took out. him to be their number one center. He's hurt. Well, I mean, if so, you if you don't draft him and he hits the wire, yeah, and he goes IR. Pick him up IR. Yeah, throw absolutely. him on your roster as an IR keep. And if he comes back and he starts playing well, activate him off IR. You know, do, right. do the little scummy thing, keep him on IR even though he's activated. See how he plays and uh, yeah. open a roster if spot no, up if you need to. If nobody's paying attention, right? <laughs> it's their fault. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so that'll do it for our forward talk. Ben, let's move on to those defensemen that we were just uh, talking about, shall we? Such heartbreakers. So we're going to talk about the top 50 defensemen that are according to NHL.com. And they are as follows. Number one, Cal McCarr. Number two, Victor Hedman. Number three, Adam Fox. Number four, Aaron Ekblad. Number five, John Carlson. Number six, Quinn Hughes. Number seven, Dougie Hamilton. Number eight, Seth Jones. Number nine, Charlie McAvoy. And number 10, Alex Petrangelo. To me, this is kind of a, hmm, I got, I got a couple bones to pick with this group. How about you? Yeah, a couple. Overall, I mean, I think you got some really good talent up there. Obviously, it's the top 10 of the defensemen. Uh, Kale McCarr is always a good pick lately. Um, Fox did really good last year. John Carlson, I really feel like he should be down a little bit further. Mm-hmm. He's another one. He's aging. He's on an aging roster. Quinn Hughes, I think, is a little bit of a gamble right now just because I think Vancouver is – it's yet to be told what Vancouver's legacy is going to be right now with all these young guys. They play hot for a little while, then they drop off on you. Well, I'll tell you, here's my problems. Victor Hedman at number two. Victor Hedman is still a great defenseman. Right. Victor Hedman plays on a great team. Victor Hedman is not the second best defenseman in fantasy no, hockey. Man. I'm sorry. Again, another one. So Adam Fox. Injury time. I mean, how do you, how do you, I mean, I know you're kind of splitting hairs at this point, but we're talking about fantasy production. Right. We're not talking about real life. Who would you rather have in the closing minute of the Stanley Cup final with the cup on the line? Right. I'm talking about fantasy. Fantasy wise, I would much rather have Adam Fox in that spot. 
Absolutely. I would even go with John Carlson over over Victor Hedman. Right. Fantasy-wise, you bet. Yeah, Quinn Hughes is a little bit of a gamble. You're right, because Vancouver, even though I think they're going to bounce back in a big way this year, there's still that unknown, right? Right? Do we do we really know what they are? Um, Seth Jones, another guy who you would love to have on your real-life team. Yeah. But what the heck is he doing at number no. eight in fantasy? I, I don't get it, especially going to a new team. Absolutely. That he's got to get acclimated to. I understand he's going to be the number one. I get it. But, I mean, it's not like there was anybody there last year that was eating up major minutes on right. the blue line. So, I mean, I would honestly again, drop, I'd love to have the guy on, on my right. real-life team. You bet, no doubt. I would honestly drop down and take Wierenski probably over Seth Jones. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You oh, yeah. him sitting down there at 23. Yes. I, I, I know. I don't, I don't understand it at all. Um, I think Charlie McAvoy is a good solid number nine. Uh, Petrangelo is probably right about in the right spot. Um, Dougie Hamilton's going to be, it's going to be an interesting to see what, what Dougie Hamilton does with New Jersey. Right. New Jersey to me is just one of those, you know what? Every year, it seems like there's a team that just kind of comes out of nowhere and you don't see them coming and nobody talked about it on the preseason for me. And I'm not saying that they're going to make the playoffs, but I'm telling you the New Jersey Devils are going to be in that playoff hunt right up until the end of the year. Yeah, I'm telling you, I, you can just see it coming. And if that's the case, that means Ducky Hamilton's having a pretty good year. Right. So honestly, I, if, if, if you're in one of those spots where defensemen are starting to fly off the board, because that happens too, right? Yeah. Panic. Sometimes if, People panic. Oh, wait a minute. That def- oh my God. I got to take a defenseman out. And the same yep. thing happens with goalies. Exactly. All the time. As soon as the first goalie gets picked, you know, damn well, the flood if you open. had somebody pick for round three or four and you see a goalie going round one, you might want to push your pick up a little bit because People are going to start panic picking goalies, and then your whole yep. entire. I don't like to pick names for positions. I like to pick a strategy and go off the stats. Sure. But when you get to goaltenders, you kind of got to pick a name and plan to try to snipe at least two. Your third one can be a late round seat of the pants pick and say, you know what, I'm taking this guy. Right. But you kind of have to have a little bit of a strategy. And that was my first year, first two years in the league. I came in with no strategy. I would go on and do, yeah. uh, you know, practice drafts just to kind of get a feel where different players were going. Yep. Well, I didn't have a strategy. I wouldn't sit there and go, okay, this is my plan. This is, this is what I'm going to target position-wise in certain rounds. And obviously, it's going to fluctuate based on how the draft is. Yeah. Like anything else. Yep. You're going to go ahead and make different moves throughout the draft. But the strategy and also just discerning what my route's going to be, whether I'm going for shots and goal, if I'm going for hits, um, that played a big role in last year, honestly. I wouldn't have a championship if I didn't do that last year. Sure. Absolutely. Because, again, with all, all things, you know, being considered the same, categories count all the same. Each is worth a point. So, you know what? It is what it is. Um, I'm going to go through the, the next group because I think we pretty much beat this one up pretty good. Yeah. Uh, number 11, Shea Theodore. Number 12, Morgan Riley. Number 13, Tyson Berry. Number 14, the aforementioned Miro Heishkinen. Number 15, Roman Yossi. Number 16, Darnell Nurse. Number 17, Chris Letang. Number 18, Drew Doughty. Number 19, Tori Krug. And number 20, John Klingberg. Uh, this is a pretty solid group. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I think that Shea Theodore just actually probably is a top 10, yeah. fantasy-wise. I think uh, especially this year, Morgan Riley is going to have a huge year. He's in his contract year. Um and he's pretty much proven to be the, the cog that drives the Toronto offense Absolutely. from the D. So if you're going to, what do they say, overpick or whatever, or take a chance, 
And especially if those defensemen start flying off the board, you think you have to have a defenseman. If Morgan Riley's there, he's your guy. Yeah. Um, Tyson Berry had a solid year fantasy wise. He did for Edmonton. Don't yeah. count on him plus and minus. He's going to kill you in that category. But <laughs> uh, power play points because he's always on the ice with McDavid. Right. He's always on the ice with Drysital in that in that regard. Anyway, um, so you could do a lot worse. Oh, absolutely. I mean, him. I got lucky last year. Darnell Nurse. Darnell Nurse had an outstanding year, mm-hmm. and he was a value pick for me. And he actually, you know, one of those guys I just picked because he had a decent amount of hits. Yeah. And he actually turned out he produced pretty consistently offensively for me. And it was a big, again, another big part. I got lucky. I had Miro Heiskin and uh, Darnell Nurse out of that group. Sure. And, you know, it's worked out for me. Miro is my number one, which a little underwhelming start to the year, but he pulled through and overall, or, or overall had a decent year for me. So, you know what I think, you know, when you're doing your draft, you have to be willing to, even if you're, if you're so-called reaching, you have to have one defenseman that you know can be a scoring threat. Right. The rest you can fill in. But you have to have that one guy that you know you can count on to get you pretty much any category you need. And that's that's a rarity. It is. That's why, you know, and I think that's why with defensemen, you see the panicking. Yeah. Right? All of a sudden, oh, no, I'm not going right. to get my number one defenseman if I Absolutely. don't pick right now, you know, which is true. It, it is true. Um but there, you you got to be careful too. You have to really be willing to examine the situation, and you also have to kind of be cognizant of. And this is where plus minus comes into play. Yeah. And I know like there there are leagues that are going away from that, which maybe we'll consider at some point someday. But uh, for right now, we still have that. And if you're got a defenseman, that's I'll use Tyson Berry for the example. You know, yeah, he's going to get you a lot of points. He's going to get you a lot of power play points. Yeah. He's going to kill you. But he, he's going to be a minus seven, yeah. you know, and, and that, you know, really, really hurts. Oh, absolutely. It does. You know, so that's something to keep in mind. Um, I think Tory Krug might be a little low on this list. I think he's actually settled into uh, St. Louis rather nicely. And um, obviously he's a number one. Uh, Vince Dunn's not there to uh, challenge anymore. Right. right? So, um, so I think that he could actually be bumped up just a little bit. Dowdy's right about in the right spot. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, Crystal Tang, no matter what everybody says, you know, if he can stay away from injuries, he produces. Even though Pittsburgh, to me right now, is a team I just want to stay away from. Yeah, I think um, they're going to have a rough go at it. I just, they're they're kind of a mess right now. That's a tough division, too. And that's, that's the other it's... thing, too. The, the division is ridiculous. Um. And Klingberg is actually probably one of those guys you could maybe slide down a few spots if need be. Yeah. Um, it used to be he was a fantasy stud. Absolutely. And then Miro showed up. And <laughs> I mean, it's not that he's bad. It's no, just that it's he's just, not. There's only so much time. And like you, exactly. you've said it time and time again, you can only have one number one defenseman. Right. You can't split the, sh- the spotlight when you come to defenseman. You have to have that one guy who's your go-to. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? And he, obvious case, San Jose. Look at the mess they created. Pretty much. You know, it's salary cap mess, too. Oh, my God. Just Over every $20 million. You bring a guy in to get a freaking uh, oh Stanley Cup, and a year later, you're no longer in the playoffs. Man, just awful. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's get on to the next group of players here. So, number 21, Jacob Chikrin. Number 22, Jeff Petrie. Number 23, Zach Wierenski. Number 24, Mackenzie Wieger. Number 25, Tomas Shabbat. Number 26, Ryan Ellis. Number 27, Jared Spurgeon. Number 28, Ivan Provorov Cheese. I just like saying that. <laughs> number 29, Neil Pionk. And number 30, Samuel Gerard. Anybody jumping out at you? 
I like Wierenski. It's it's sad that he doesn't have much to help him out in Columbus anymore. Shabbat. And again, you're you're not going to get an overwhelming player off of this list who's going to blow your stat lines up. Uh, there's some do- definitely solid picks within this group. Like you said, there's defensemen are going to go, go quick, so make sure you do your homework and scout them out. You know, we uh, we've already talked about Wierenski. We beat that one to death. I yeah. actually, <clears throat> I, I wouldn't blame somebody if they ranked him in their top ten. There are two names that are in particular jumping out to me. And that's Jeff Petrie. He was fantastic last year until he got injured towards the end. Right. Uh, but with Shea Weber pretty much gone, it, it's going to be Jeff Petrie's ship to, to fly or sail, I should say, in Montreal from the defense. And at number 29, Neil Pionk had a quietly awesome year in Winnipeg. Right. Um, uh, again, you know, he's one of those guys that's going to get you all kinds of category coverage. Uh, he gets a lot of power play time. And Winnipeg is a solid team. They've got yeah. weapons, so there, it's not like it's just him afloat in a, in a sea of mediocrity, right? I right. Mean, there's he's, he's got weapons around him. He's going to get his points, and he's going to get playing time too, and that's important. He's going to be he's going to see all special teams, and uh, he's with him being one of those guys that flies under the radar. Another fantastic mid round pick if you can get him. Yeah. So. All right, so the next group, number 31, Mikhail Sergeyev. Number 32, Ty Smith. Number 33, Tony D'Angelo. Number 34, Devin Tays. 35, Alec Martinez. Number 36, Matt Dumba. Number 37, Matthias Ekholm. Number 38, the aforementioned Vince Dunn. Number 39, Jamie Drysdale. And number 40, Oliver Ekman Larson. Hmm, interesting group. Sergeyev can get you some hits. Mm-hmm. Um, and he plays on. He he's a, yeah. plays for the Lightning. D'Angelo's going to be one of those picks I'm going to leave alone. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how that's going to shake out. Yeah. There's so much controversy surrounding it that yep. and you will, don't know how it's going to play. And will he fit into that Carolina system? I've, exactly. And if he doesn't fit in there, I don't know many teams are going to take a chance. Nope. You know no, what I mean? I and totally pick him agree. up just because it's one of those topics, you know. Totally agree. Um, Devin Tays, if he can get healthy. Stay healthy too. I mean, it'd be decent. Again, a lot of these, forget the names, go to your stat columns, look at your hits. You can go back a couple of seasons, look what they usually do hits and shots. Right. Because you get to this point in that you're not getting consistent scoring off of these guys. No. So, I mean, look at whoever's leading the stats column and your specific categories, I would look towards them. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, like with me, uh, actually, I would. Devin Tays is just another one of those guys that we talked about before. You want him on your real life right. team. Fantasy-wise, I know he plays for the Avalanche, but he's the, he's the defensive stay-at-home defenseman right. who, like I said, solid contributor, real-life hockey, fantasy hockey. Might get you some plus or minus. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. You know, the one name that jumps out to me, and this is for keeper league purposes, Jamie Drysdale, Anaheim. Yeah. Um, I was just watching a, a Kings-Ducks game the other night. Kids got skills. Yeah, there's just no no getting around it. He's got skills. He's uh definitely a it, not even a keeper, but like a dynasty league where you right. keep the same player for a few years in a row. If you can get him, do it because he's going to get a ton of playing time in Anaheim. Because what do they got? Exactly. You know, so opportunity, pretty opportunity. much. And uh, Oliver Ackman Lars, I'm not sure if he's recovered from that bag skate yet. So we'll uh, we'll have to see. I don't know if you saw that. No, Travis Green first day of practice, he bag skated him. Oh. I, I didn't know if they were going to have to get the uh, the ambulance there. Well, OEL did not 
did not like the bag skate. <laughs> oh no 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 no! I I think I did see that. Video. The rest of the, the rest no, of the team was yeah. two zones ahead of him, and he's just <laughs> yeah. Well... <laughs> Poor guy. Jesus. Uh, let's finish up our last ten. Our last ten is oh, we already talked about these guys. Number forty-one, Brent Burns. Number forty-two, Eric Carlson. Number forty-three, Mark Giordano. Number forty-four, Rasmus Dahlin. Number forty-five, Bowen Bryan or Byram. Sorry. Number 46, Brett Pesci. Number 47, Noah Dobson. Number 48, Colton Pareko. Number 49, Jake Muzzin. And number 50, Philip Bernock. Well, I'll tell you, I never thought I'd see the day where I saw Brent Burns and Eric yeah. Carlson at 41 and 42. Or even Mark Giordano at 43. But Yeah, he's... I mean, Giordano is just one of those cases where it's just age catching up yeah, with him. 38. I mean, we, he still plays like a... He puts his heart out there every time he plays. I mean, I had him two years ago, and he actually did... Uh, pretty decent job for me that year but again it's just one of those things you can't defeat time no matter how much you train or do nope. i mean maybe you're tom brady and you play football and you yeah. get hit that's one thing but like these guys, he's a cyborg yeah i, I mean these guys <laughs> playing night in and night out with the contact they make with each other sure and he's not a soft player i mean he's he reminds me of oshi he plays very hard and a lot of times he gets injured because of his own action he yep. tries to outplay himself uh rasmus telling <laughs> I think everybody in our league is taking their runner Rasmus Dallin. I like him, you though. know. I like him. And you know what? He, you know what I like about him? He played so much better when Don Granado took over. Right. The skill is there. There's no oh, absolutely. There's no denying the skills there. But he's he, he's one of those guys. He's going to kill you on plus minus. Oh yeah. I mean, it's and it's not even his fault either. I mean, no. It's just his team is four just other guys in the ice them suck. Right. I mean, that's. But I mean, if if you're willing to take a chance, and again, this is keeper league too. If Buffalo manages to start improving a little bit. You know, if you can get Dalene to say like the 14th round, right? That's a hell of a steal. And another one I like on this list is Noah Dobson. Yeah. He's going to get every opportunity in the world with the Islanders to put some offense up because that's exactly what they need. And as they're built right now, he is their quote unquote offensive minded defenseman. So I think that he's another one. If you can get late round pick, do it. Yeah. So that's it for our defenseman. Heartbreak category. I know, right? I know. It's just freaking break. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, buddy. Let's finish this up by going over our top 25 goalies, shall we? Yeah. The, the top 25 goalies, according to NHL.com, are, of course, number one, yeah. Andre Vasilevsky. Who else? Number two, Robin Leonard. Number three, Darcy Kemper. Number four, Connor Hollebuck. Number five, Semyon Varlamov. Number six, Igor Shesterkin. Number seven, Mark Andre Fleury. Number eight, Frederick Anderson. Number nine, Ilya Sorokin. And number oh. 10, Spencer Knight. That's a shocker. Yeah. That is a shocker, especially. Wow. Okay, so oh. surprises abound here. I'm surprised Kemper is number three overall, honestly. He's going to be on a better team this year. But you got Simeon Varlamov and Sorokin. Yeah. Below Darcy Kemper. Robin Leonard, I've never been a big Leonard fan. Not saying he's not a decent goaltender by any means. But no, I just think I, I he's know. focusing too much on the wrong things right now. Thank you. He's a distraction. Yep. And eventually, I mean, he doesn't have that blanket anymore with Flurry being there. You know what I mean? To have that, okay, I need to take a step back moment. Yep. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what's interesting about that is, I'll tell you what, if Vegas falters coming out of the gate. Oh, yeah. Oof, because Flurry was, well, everybody knows how popular he was in Absolutely. Vegas. Absolutely. And, man, I'll tell you, that's a situation that could get ugly in a hurry. Oh, yeah. I mean, streak. 
the fans got pissed off. How many players have they shipped that have been fan favorites so far? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they well, don't care. They just want to. I'll tell you what, I think Vegas fans are starting to find out, oh, it is a business after all. Yeah. Mm, imagine that, right? <laughs> no, I. but I tell you, I think. Freddie I, Anderson at number eight. Uh, I don't know about that one either. Uh, uh, that that makes me nervous. You know what I mean? Like, in Nadalkovich. Where's Nadalkovich on this Detroit. list? Detroit. He's not even on there. You know what I mean? Like. By all intents and purposes, if you go based off of last year, I mean, that's a small sample size, but I think the trend is there where Freddie Anderson is going to continue to trend down and players like Nadalkovich, who are new to the league, they're going to trend up. Yeah. You oh, know, I... like, yeah, they could always have that sophomore slump, the Carter Hart moments, but. You know, what could hurt Nadalkovich is just being in Detroit. Absolutely. Still trying to rebuild a little yeah. bit, but there's there's a lot of truth to that. You know, honestly, looking at this list, I would have put Varlamov and Sorokin together. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, and I hate to be giving this away, but we talked about it already. If you want to get goalies and you're looking at getting top-tier goalies, you would actually not be too far off if you went back-to-back. Varlamov and Sorokin. I know somebody's got the 12th and 13th pick this year, too. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> Go ahead. Go right ahead. That'll leave somebody for me, thanks. I might have just talked you right into it. You did. <laughs> I'm actually going to shock Scott this year. And besides Brady Kachuk, my whole roster is going to be goalies. Okay. Well, hey, you know what? At least you'll get your minimum in. <laughs> exactly. There's no exactly. doubt about it. <laughs> uh, I think actually Connor Hallbuck's going to have a better year this yeah, year than he did last year. He's a year solid goaltender. And, and he's one of those guys, like, he's high rated on this list, but I really feel like overall he's out of that conversation. Like, he doesn't get the recognition he deserves. He is a solid goaltender. Yeah. And he, I, like you said, he plays on a good team. Yep, absolutely. And you know what? He's one of those rarities in the NHL now that's a workhorse goaltender. Yeah. A lot of it is 1A, 1B. A lot of starts out of him. Uh, Let me ask you a question. Do you think Marc-Andre Fleury being at number seven is kind of a nostalgia kind of thing? Absolutely. Uh, It's going to be very interesting to see how he does. I know he's going to Chicago with a chip on his shoulder. Oh, yeah. I understand that. Uh, but let's be honest, Chicago is not as good as Vegas. Absolutely not. I mean, and it's going to be a whole different ball game. So I, I wonder what, what's going to happen there. Um, you know, we'll see about that one. Number 11, Philip Grubauer. Number 12, Cam Talbot. Number 13, mm-hmm. Ilya Samsonov. Number 14, UC Saros. Number 15, Thatcher Demko. Number 16, Jack Campbell. Number 17, Linus Olmark. Number 18, Carey Price. Number 19, Peter Morazic, and number 20, Jordan Bennington. I mean, honestly, looking at this, I'm kind of scared for where the league's going to go with goaltenders just because. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Grubauer, I think he's he belongs where he is. Maybe, maybe a little bit high. A lot of unknowns. Yeah, right there. Samsonov, I don't think should be at number 13. He should be definitely be lower. Well, he's not going to get the, as many starts as people think he is. No, and honestly, the way the preseason is going, Vitek Vanacek is looking at number one. He's played better. Absolutely. And just like last year was Vitek leading into the playoffs. If Vitek doesn't get hurt, I don't think Samson sees playoff time. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Right. No, I, I agree. Demko, I'm hoping, has a better year, and I hope that comes, like you said, with Vancouver having a better year. I hope Thatcher rebounds pretty well. He did okay for me last year. Allmark, I don't see him being – somebody reliable the way he's played so far and the soft goals he's given up carry price who knows what his timetable is going to be yeah they're saying at least 30 days for him. you know what i mean and it, you never know i mean it's not like it's a physical injury that right, you can just right you can he's still gonna you, have to get some, exactly you're some not gonna games and down the age you can't predict days. how long mental health is going to take to sort out for him sure. and when he's going to feel confident enough to step back in that role right oh, i 
that's you know the Toronto combo is kind of interesting, but that's definitely a lower round. Kind yeah, of thing. and that's gonna be a one. That, that's gonna be a split. Too. There's yeah. no doubt about it. You know, you mentioned Linus Olmark. I actually like that pick. Yeah, I do. Um, because let's. I've been talking with a lot of Boston Bruins fans, and they they tell me, no, no, Tuca will be back at some point. No. I don't see it. And even if they, even if he does, if if Allmark is playing well, why would you do it? Why would you pull him out? Right. You know. I mean, I know they got with Swayman there, the the, the rookie yep. goaltender there. Um, they gave Allmark a five year deal for a reason. They want him to be the starter, right? And I'll tell you, he played fantastic on a terrible Buffalo team last right. year. So you got to think that with a decent defense in front of him like Boston has, I I wouldn't be afraid to have him be one of my three goalies. Really? I, I'm like you. I like to go with three goalies. I wouldn't. If he was the number third, if I already had two solid goaltenders, it would really make it easier. But if I was to the point where I only had one goaltender, I, I mean, if looking at that second group, I would not take him as my number two. And even now, the second group, he wouldn't be my number three. Um, but that's my perspective. And again, it could be, I have a little bit of a, a hatred towards Boston teams. Well, yeah. you know what I mean? So sometimes <laughs> it, it carries over in ways that some people don't even realize. Yeah. Subconsciously, you know, thing, you know, yeah, absolutely. It's again, it's, it's tough. I mean, hopefully Talbot has a decent year in Minnesota. They looked okay last year, but he's got Kevin Kakinen. Yeah. You know, so that's gonna be another split. I mean, I Bauer's gonna be a split in Seattle all day long. The Drager, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And you, you know, I mean, I, I, you know what I wonder? You know, the wild card for me in this group is UC Soros. He was fantastic for Nashville right. last season, but can he do it again? Absolutely. I mean, Pecorino is gone now. He right. retired, so it's UC show. There's no, and he's another one. You know, the rarity in the NHL is the workhorse goaltender. He's going to get the majority of the starts, right? So, I don't. Know, it'll. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I think Jordan Bennington's right about in the right spot right now. Yeah, he's he took a big decline last year. It was not his uh, best best showing. So why don't we do this? Let's go with our final five out of the top twenty-five, and then we'll go to look at that other list, and we'll maybe throw a couple names in there that yeah. we should we think should be in there. Okay. So twenty-one is Jacob Markstrom. Number twenty-two, Vitek Vanacek. Number twenty-three, Jeremy Swayman. Number twenty-four, <laughs> the Enigma himself, Sergei Bobrovsky. Oh. And number twenty-five, Kepo Kakinen, who I just mentioned. You imagine uh, taking Sergey Bobrovsky in one of the top few rounds. Yeah, I. You know what? I've taken him in the second round a couple times, and I, you know I what? And it hurt. <laughs> All I can say is it hurt. Okay. Oh, you want to talk about the defenseman being the heartbreaking position? Yeah. Try taking Bobrovsky in the second round when he goes to Florida and takes you a got, complete dump. Yeah, you got right? shit on. <laughs> Try that. Markstrom had a decent year last year. He proved that you know Vancouver probably shouldn't have got rid of him. Yeah, he he did play decent. VTAC again, he's going to get wins. His stats aren't going to be the best because Washington traditionally, since the departure of Barry Trotz, is not defensively oriented, and they give up a lot of opportunities and they give up a lot of goals. They rely on their offensive firepower to win the game. Right. So yes, he's going to get you the Ws. Probably not going to give you the best stats, but again, wins is a category. If you can win it, win it. Right. Well, I'll tell you something. Looking Cockin at this, in, yeah, that's. Yeah, I think out, out of the two Minnesota goaltenders, I, yeah. I just don't know how much longer the Cam Talbot train is going to no. keep chugging either. Uh, honestly, I'm kind of intrigued by the idea of having Linus Allmark and Jeremy Swayman. I'm kind of intrigued by that. I think you should definitely try it out. 
I mean, you know, there's nothing left to lose. You know what? Might as well, right? Uh, You know, you mentioned Bobrovsky. Here's my thoughts on that. Now, obviously, I'm not taking him in the second round again. Okay. (laughs) Are you sure? I'm, I'm positive. But if the goalie market dries up, okay, Spencer Knight is a sophomore. Well, second year player. Yeah. The dreaded sophomore slump is real. I'm telling you. Ask anybody who got Carter Hart last year. Oh, absolutely. We'll tell you all about it. So if Spencer Knight hits that sophomore slump, then it's going to be Bobrovsky's net. And as bad as he's been in Florida, the Florida Panthers are a phenomenal team. Oh, absolutely. So even if he's given up three and a half, four goals a game, if they're scoring five, you're still getting the win. You just said right. it. You're the win, the win column is the win column. Absolutely. Right? So if you're desperate for an end of the draft third goaltender, I think you can do worse than Bobrovsky, to be honest with you. I'm not saying he's going to be your number one. I'm not even saying he's going to be your number two. But, like I said, if things dry up and the guys that you wanted are gone, it might be worth a 16th, 17th round pick. Right. I mean, what do you got to lose? You cut him if he's, you know. Absolutely. If he if he goes south, that's, well, he already did go south. He's in Miami. But, you know, can't go any further south right. in the NHL than that. Literally, I'm talking about geographically. <laughs> Years ago, we used to be able to say, oh, yeah, that, that went south. But, no, it's just literally. But, anyways, bad attempt at a joke. All right, so just for fun, we got names here that we're going to read out, and we're going to make our picks as to who should be in there, Okay. So, at number 26 is Kevin Lankinen. Number 27, Mackenzie Blackwood. Number 28, Jake Ottinger. Number 29, the aforementioned Carter Hart. Number 30, the aforementioned Alex Nedeljkovic. Thank you. Number 31, Kelvin Peterson. Number 32, Tristan Jari. Number 33, Pavel Francouz. Number 34, Mike Smith. Number 35, Chris Drager. Number 36, Elvis is in the building. Elvis Merzlikens. Number 37, John Gibson. And number 38, now in the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Yaroslav Halak. I'm taking Give Elvis. Me Give me two. I'm Give taking two. Elvis and Carter. Are you? Elvis, I think, is going to play extra hard this year, given how his uh, good friend passed away this offseason. So I think he's really going to have a little extra drive. It could be good. It could be bad. Right. I'm hoping it's good for him. I like Elvis. I've picked him a couple times. I picked him up off the waiver before. Not going to give you great stats because he's been playing a great team, but He's decent. He's definitely, I like him as number three goaltender. And Carter Hart has a lot to prove this year. So, again, it could go good, could go bad. He's got a lot of weight on his shoulders. He's got to prove something. That's true. That is true. And, but he's got, he's got Martin Jones pushing him now. Hmm. (laughs) But you know what? Every every team needs an anchor to keep them grounded. That's right. Every team needs an anchor. (laughs) I totally agree with you about Elvis. Uh, I'm actually surprised Eunice Corpusalo isn't on this list either. Yeah. but Elvis, for sure. I, I think you're 100% spot on with that. And I know it's kind of a homer pick, but the LA Kings are expecting big things out of Kelvin Peterson. And again, if you're at the end of the draft, this is where you're going, yeah, right? You got to lose. Exactly. This These, these last picks that we're talking about now, we're not talking about, you know, you're jumping up into the fifth round to grab, you know, Pavel Francos, right? <laughs> Even though he's a guy that could be an interesting waiver wire pickup, I, Should something happen to Kemper? I picked him up last year because I wanted to have the tandem of Grubauer Francus. Yeah. He went down. I had I kept him on my IR as long as I could. I absolutely had to make space because I, I was hopeful he would come back and I'd have that one-two combo. That was my game plan of right. one-two tandem in Colorado. Yeah, they're going to give up more goals than they should, but they're going to get wins. And 
occasionally they're going to have that outstanding game against a, a weak opponent. Yeah. So why not? Uh, right. I mean, I, I want to go with Mackenzie Blackwood, but he's a little streaky for me. Isn't uh, he a uh, COVID holdout? He's well, it was the about the, uh, what you call it? The vaccination. Yeah. Isn't he so he got though? one shot, but he's got to get a second one or something. Oh, okay. So, I didn't know if he yeah. applied or not. Yet. Yeah. It was some whole story, but I don't know. Whatever. He's, um, did, he, did he get a shot from Evander Kane? Did he get the same vaccine? <laughs> oh, <card? geez. laughs> uh, yeah, and, and yet another investigation is launched. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, the NHL league office got Okay, what is it this week? Yeah. Jeez. Between yeah. that and Robin Liner and his I, Twitter account. Oh, oh. The other intriguing name out of this list for me, and I kind of feel sorry for the guy, is Jake Edinger. He's a really yeah. good goalie, but the problem is Dallas has like what five goalies yeah. on the roster. So <laughs> what are they going to do with him? I don't. I don't know. Well, the good news is Braden Holtby will definitely make space for him. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, it's and it's sad. I mean, Holtby was a fantastic goaltender for Washington. He was, and he he felt he faltered a bit that year where they won the cup, but he came through in the playoffs. And I really feel like he's a big reason they they continued through. Grubauer kind of hit a wall when he hit the playoffs, and right. The team kind of pulled together when Holtby got back and not. But like you said, there's quite a few different goaltenders on Dallas's roster who could step up and play. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what. It was interesting. Yeah. This was interesting. And we've got got our draft this Sunday. One o'clock. I'm not going to lie. I still really haven't strategized yet. I really I haven't done hardly any mock drafts yet. Last year, I remember we did the draft kind of separate with COVID and the way it worked out. And uh, it was a little nice having an extra space and a little less pressure being, you know, I had my computer screen up ready to go, all the, you know, scrolling through things. And, but I got to, I got to strategize a little bit here. You know what I mean? You come up with your little bit of an idea and you, you falter from it. It's good to have a strategy going into anything. Like, even if it's your first time, just, just wing a strategy. And then if you don't win, you know, next year. You got to tweak some things, do some things different. Look at the guys in your league that do decent or the people in your league that do decent. Yep. And kind of watch how they do things and what they do with things. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, I think, boy, I tell you, I should figure out a way to get a camera set up in here for that. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> so anyways, what do you say we make this a weekly thing? We can work on it. Well, well, we try to work on this weekly so we can get out there and talk to the folks about fantasy hockey. Um, we can try to give away each other's secrets or try to steer each other in the wrong direction via the show. Could be kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. So let's try that. Well, that's it for this week anyways. So uh, before we give away too many trade secrets. No, I know. Uh, but anyways, uh, looking forward to this season, of course. Uh, we're going to try to make this a weekly thing where we're going to come at you with different tips, uh, different observations that we have, and basically just running our mouths, which we're pretty good at. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Into the Boards Fantasy Hockey Podcast, and you can also find us the same on Twitter, Into the Boards Fantasy Hockey. But our main website is martysillegalstick.com, which you're going to want to check out to see full episodes of Marty's Illegal Stick. And as well, we got all kinds of like articles on there. We're doing the Zamboni time machine. Exciting stuff. So when you get a chance, check all that out, and you'll find us there. We have our own page. So anyways, that's it for this week. For Ben, Skibs Kabinski, I'm Scott Kinville. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Into the Boards. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman. 
aka the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. With every race, every qualifying run, and every pit stop, Tim Coffeen would feel the pressure and excitement. With his own podcast on the Sports History Network called Tim Coffeen Talks IndyCar and Racing History, Tim will share those very same racing emotions and memories with his listeners. Learn, laugh, and enjoy the world of IndyCar racing through the eyes of Tim Coffeen. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.